basketball. It's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the All Pacers podcast. If you haven't already, please follow us on Instagram at all.pacers and on Twitter at all underscore pacers. And be sure and to see all of the cool news and updates and everything we have there. And also become a part of the great community of fans we have. As always, this is Jeremy, and I'm joined by Jack and Breezy. What's up, guys? What up? Yo, yo, yo. Back in my regular reserve role today. Yeah, put him right back on the bench. All hey, right. but before, Austin, I'm glad you brought that up. Jeremy, welcome back. Hey, thanks. I hope your holiday season was delightful. It did. I always take, I try and take a month off for Christmas, <laughs> uh, get all my holidays in. Yeah. Just, I just sleep under the tree. It's great. I don't know anyone more festive very than Jeremy. Festive. Maybe the Grizzlies. Maybe the Grizzlies. You never know. They're very festive, and you can tell on the court. That's true. They're, they are playing better after Christmas. Yes, so. it's, it's wild. It's wild. Can I pose a question in regards to the holidays? So a lot of people make a big deal about saying happy holidays. And I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong. I don't really care. However. Ooh, riding the fence. Yeah, I, I like to be right in the middle and have no real opinion on things. But nobody says happy holidays before in the time like leading up to Thanksgiving, and they don't say it between Christmas and the New Year. Doesn't happy holidays include Thanksgiving and New Year's? Well, it's a it's a religious. Yeah, thing, I think right? it's because there's Christmas, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa all at the same time. See, I thought it had included all those plus Thanksgiving and Halloween. And if you want, yeah, I want. Let's start that new decade, new thing. We started saying happy holidays. Let's just make it 4th of July. Yeah, I was about to say 4th of July. So from July to the end of the year, it's well, happy MLK holidays. Well, MLK Day 2 is coming up. All the time. That's and true. President's Day. I share my birthday with MLK Day oh. this year. It's a fun thing that happens. No way. Yeah. That's cool. Get NBA all day on my birthday this oh, year. Oh, yeah, for real. The greatest gift. The greatest gift. Also, equality. Yes. Yes, yeah, <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. Uh. But yeah, I think <laughs> happy holidays. I, th- I think I'm with Jack. I think it was just because of the three different religious holidays right there. Yeah, I, mean, I could be wrong. It could be wrong. Okay. Let us know if we're wrong. It's just a PC era, you know, so. I've I've gotten, oh, it's a PC era. We're I have out, a off Max now. Yeah, you guys, say. that joke was so easy for you guys to grab. I'm so disappointed in both of you. <laughs> You lobbed it to us. What are we you supposed to do? You let not it go. Dunk it? No. You grab it and then run out to the three-point line and hit it. On all.comedy, I only make jokes. Oh, our newest podcast yet to be invented, All Comedy Pod, hosted by me. Jeremy is the analyst on that one. Yes. All right, we've gone off the rails. We should uh, get a stat from Austin. Yes. And just like Let's get a stat. Let's forget about anything that we just said. Austin, let's just... Let's get a stat get a and stat. always remember what was just said. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a stat. Where were you? Actually, that's a question. Where <laughs> were you March 15th, 2014 at 7.30 p.m.? Uh, I'm going to say at Meyer. Oh, yeah, you did work I, at Meyer. I used right? to work at Meyer. Shout out oh, to Oh, that's right. Uh, I was probably at or in Cincinnati. Okay, yeah, you were at school in Cincy then. Well, let me tell you where I was. I was in Indianapolis because I am the most dedicated Pacers fan. <laughs> oh, wait, never mind. This Okay, this game was in Detroit. Uh, I was in Detroit because I am the most dedicated Pacers fan there is. And you are known to uh, follow the team all season, besides this season, of course, because you're kids. But Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hey, if anybody's seen my kids or my ex-wife out there, Please DM the pod, and they will pass the message to me. Yeah. Do you want to know where they're at, or do you want to know where they're at because you don't want to see them? <laughs> well, you kind of asked the same question twice. I, did. I didn't finish the first <laughs> Do you want to know where they're at, or do you want to know where they're do you wanna at? Know, let me re-ask it. Do you want to know where they're at because you want to see them, or do you want to know where they're at because you want to avoid them? I want to avoid my ex-wife, but I want to see my children. Gotcha. All of them? 
Mm-hmm. All two. Okay. Cool. Let's not make it seem like I've got a whirlwind of kids here. Well, you could. We don't want to. That's all speculation, though. Like, is Ray Lewis a murderer? <laughs> Anyways, in this game, Andrew Bynum. Yeah, you heard me right. Andrew Bynum. Once a pacer, always a pacer. Yes. 15 points, nine rebounds, and a block shot in only 20 minutes. That's a pretty great per 36. Some would say he had his best years as a pacer. Some yeah. would say. I, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, I wouldn't either. It's probably someone who was I'm sure just watching basketball that day and then never watched before. Yeah. And but I am sure again. some would say that. Some. Some. Here's another fun stat. Yeah, you're right, some. Here's another fun stat. There were two players on that Pistons team who are still in the NBA today. Only two. Who are they? Whoa. Um, Drummond? Yeah. Yep. Ish Reggie Smith. Jackson. No, Reggie Jackson was not there yet. Jeremy guessed Ish Smith. Nope, not Ish Smith. Shout out Ish Smith. Played on the most NBA teams ever, I believe. He's up to like probably twelve or something like that. It's yeah, crazy. I looked it up when you told me that the other day. Um, Drummond and Kyle Singler. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, maybe. Kyle Singler was on that team and did play 46 minutes, as this was an overtime game. Oh, but the second correct answer. Give us long, a hint. Um, known by initials. Plays in the West. On a really good team. Um, he got picked by this team over Julius Randle in free agency, not in the draft. Dude, I literally have no idea. KCP. Oh, oh. okay. Oh, That's one. right. I forgot he was on that team. Easy to forget. I remembered Kyle Singler before Contavious called Will Pope. Well, sometimes I forget KCP's in the league. Yes. So. Yes. There you go. So, uh. Austin, who led the game in scoring? Who led the game in scoring? Was it Bynum? It was Paul George with 30 points. Oh. And second was Josh Smith with 23 points. Whoa. Yikes. Forgot he was on that team, too. Yeah, this was when the Pistons were starting Drummond, Greg Monroe, and Josh Smith. Jeez. Different yeah. era. That era, that was the end of that era then, huh? Or were, just, were the Pistons just behind? Well, yeah, just Hibbert still in the Pacers. That yeah. era just slammed to a close Jeez, after that man. season, pretty much. It's insane. Mm -hmm. Did you know the Pistons used to be in Fort Wayne in the 50s? I did. Or probably before that, too. I knew that. I saw that today. Made it to the Eastern Conference, or the Western Conference Files in uh, Fort Wayne twice. Never won. Yeah, we didn't really have a lot of Western states established in the 50s. <laughs> that makes sense. I think California was still a territory. Hawaii was. Yeah. Hawaii became a state in 58. Well, you're talking about the 1850s, right? <laughs> Probably. I mean, I didn't really like The Detroit Pistons were the Fort Wayne Pistons before cars <laughs> in the 1850s. <laughs> I mean, sure. I, as far as I'm aware, yeah. I never went to a game or anything, so I have no proof. So good point. It's actually named after Henry Ford. It was a Ford Waynes. Oh, the Ford Waynes. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thanks, everybody. That was all. <laughs> that was the whole Pacers pod for today. <laughs> we can't keep going after that one. No, that was a great way to end. Um, Jeremy, you want to start with our segment? Just get off this. I mean, I think every week we've been doing the stats longer and longer, so we probably just need to. No shout-outs today? Oh, I have three shout-outs. Oh, okay. I, I didn't, I like, quickly glanced, wrote some down. If I missed yours, please DM. Let me, let me take care of this. As always, if Jack missed you, because he's a jerk, yeah. just yelled him on dm ask me for his number i'll give it to you you can call him leave him a mean message correct we'll we'll get we'll get you your shout out don't worry yeah um and jeremy yes that great point please yell at me on dms figure that out that's the best way to do it all right so i have three that one that i keep missing i'm just gonna give up on because i can't remember <laughs> where it is or what it was just use your all dot caps and yell at him yep use your all dot caps all right so shout outs i want to give a shout out to dayton r our last initial or maybe last name, just the letter R. But Dayton, Dayton the name sure. or from Dayton? Uh Dayton the name, also from Dayton. Shout out to Dayton, Obi Toppin, looking like a lottery pick next year. Oh, okay. I don't think this is the same one. 
Does okay. Obi Toppin start with an R? No, Dayton is a college in Dayton, Ohio. Okay. And Obi Toppin plays for them. Okay. So Obi Toppin doesn't start with an R? No. So, okay, so this isn't Dayton Obi Toppin. I'm going to guess the R is... For Raymond. Raymond, Rutherford. Dayton Raymond. Yeah, Dayton Raymond. Let's. I agree. All right. Next is Eddie, E-D-D-I-E, not to be confused with Edie. Yes. Like Edie Curry. Right. Or Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Or Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Good point. Well, actually, wait. Ed, Ed, and Eddie, no one on Ed, Ed, and Eddie spelled their name E-D-D-I-E, did they? Exactly. That's why not to be confused with them. Oh, good point. But if Eddie wanted to be on Ed, Ed, and Eddie. It would be Ed, Ed, Eddie, and Eddie. Yes. And it would work because they would all be spelled differently. Right. Great point. And then... uh. Last, I have Scalabrizi. The? The Scalabrizi. Our first famous person to leave a review that we know of. Um, shout out. Sounds very similar to Scalabrini, but Scalabrizi. I don't know if they're famous. Me neither. I like that name. It's a good name. But, Jeremy, that's. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not good enough to make the Ring of Honor. None of these are. I agree. I agree. Wait, read the Scalabrizi review. Maybe we can tell if it's somebody famous. All good right. idea, Breezy. What did they say? <laughs> the title is, The Pacers are King Again, in all caps. Five stars. And the description is, Who would have thought? <laughs> That's it. That's it. Hey, look at us. Who would have thought, huh? Good point. Who would have thought? Yeah, it's crazy, though, because that's exactly what Scalabrizi said, and your name's Breezy. Right. No, not legally. <laughs> Yet. All right. Well, it's still a mystery. I guess we'll never figure that one out. Yes. Good point. Um, But, Jeremy, we did get a review from someone last week named, what was it, Feisty Chip? Do you remember? Oh, wait, I have it right here. Feisty the Foolish Chip. So we didn't really vote on it. Oh, I um, like that one. Yeah, I figured since there was only two of us last week, we shouldn't vote. Right. Because obviously I was going to say no if Austin said yes. And Clearly. if I said yes, Austin was going to say no because you know how we are. And when I say yes, no one knows what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Because we're always going to go against each other. <laughs> so Sounds like a win for me. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, okay, the name was feisty underscore the underscore foolish underscore chip 22, which means there was 21 of them right. before. So they got the 22nd mm-hmm. one. So feisty the foolish chip 22. You want to vote on that name? I say yes. Oh, Jeremy says yes. Austin, what do you say? No, you vote. I'm sick of being the bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I say no. Dang it. (laughs) I feel like I always vote second, and I always just say opposite of Jeremy. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought you'd say yes this time. I actually do say no to this. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. I don't really like... It doesn't seem like an original name that we know that there were 21 other feisty, foolish chips. Yeah, what if they were born in 1922? That's a good point. Or 1822. Right. I don't know if they're a vampire. The podcast then. Big Pacers fan. I need big, to be in the hospital. Big Fort Wayne fans. <laughs> so, so Wait, far. Ford Wayne or Fort Wayne? Big Ford Wayne fans. Ford Wayne okay. fans. So, so far we have Gypsy Moon Dancer, Rumbly Wind. Turtle Bomb, and Dick Versace. <laughs> that makes Austin laugh every time we say it. Yeah, because his name's Versace. Yeah. yeah, it's a funny name. You're right. So those four are currently in our ring of honor. Yep. Does Feisty, the Foolish Chip 22, have what it takes to join those four in the ring of honor? Yes. Okay, Jeremy says yes. I say yes. I say no. So, Austin, what do you say? Explain yourself. Uh, I just don't. I if you're asking me if Feisty the Foolish Chip fits with Gypsy Moon Dancer, Turtle Bomb, Rumbly Wind, and Dick Versace, I say no because I think it's clearly the fifth best name in that list. Well, that doesn't mean it doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Right. I don't think it's on the same tier. Is what I mean. I'm I'm one of the best of the best, and especially since we don't have any way to keep track of these besides listening back to the podcast. I I don't want to put too many in my head. Look, the worst player in the Hall of Fame isn't as good as. All the other players in the Hall of Fame. That's yeah. true. Still belongs in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, That's a good change point. your vote. No, I'm going to say no still. Jeremy says yes. Austin, what's your vote? No. Oh, shoot. Not, a, not at all what I expected. So sorry. Feisty the Feisty, Foolish Chip I am 22. sorry. Jeremy, sorry. I tried. You did try. Maybe try harder next time. So um, Austin, yet again, is the bad guy in this situation. 
Always so, breezy. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought? Just like what Scalabreezy said. All right, let's move on. Let's do our segment. Jeremy, what do, you, what do we have today? Jack, as you know, it's a new decade. Well, no. I, you know, I don't think the next decade starts till 2021. That's crazy. Why, why, do, you, why do people think that? Uh, just because I knew you were going to think differently. <laughs> Look, when you think of the 90s, you think 91 to 99. No. You don't think of 90 to 99. <laughs> <laughs> so every decade there's a year that doesn't count? I mean, you said it right there. Exactly. That is what I believe. So, For example, the 80s, you don't count 1980 as part of the 80s. It's 81 to 89. And then... So wait a second. Right now, 2020, we're not in a decade. No. We we're just floating. We're in the in between year. It's 2020. It's like a like a bookend. Like you you hold the edges. 2020 doesn't count as a decade, but 2021 to 2029 is the decade. Is the 20s? I think I think you or something like that. I think you grossly misunderstood when people say the decade doesn't start till next year. Okay, I might have. I can see it. I might have. We'll uh we'll agree to disagree or we'll maybe we'll do a we'll have a decade specialist come on and we'll do a we'll do a podcast where we just ask them tons of questions about what jurisdicts a decade. Not the right word. Nope. <laughs> what juxtaposes a decade. There, there it is. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> well, I think it's a new decade. Okay. So what we're going to do Austin, what do you think? <laughs> uh you know what? I'm gonna say no, not a new decade. Gosh, beat again. That's crazy. Well, Jeremy, you just uh I think m- mentally and scholarly you need to think on our level. As think- far as jurisdictions go, zero is a number for bookends. Yeah, but when a, when there's a new number in the tens column, I think that's a new decade. Yeah. Well, Jer- no, I, I mean what Austin just, just said. Up. Yeah, you're right. So so we've been in twenty twenty since mid July. Right. Or since early July, honestly. No. Well, we are in 2021 right now. In a way. Gotcha. It's the beginning of the 20s, but not actually the 20s yet. It is 19, or it's 2020, and we won't be into the 20s literally until next year. But you can round. Yes. But so maybe that year August. is now. So do you agree with me or Jeremy? You know what? It's out of my jurisdiction to decide this. Yeah. Let's just juxtapose that and. We'll we'll move on. All right, we'll we'll come back to it a different podcast. We want to take a chance to look back on the Pacers in the last decade. Talk about some of our favorite moments, some of the worst moments, some of the strange moments. Just just all of it. Decade in review podcast coming about a week and a half after the new decade. No, it's it's six days. Oh, when this releases, mm-hmm. theater of the mind. Good point. And with the way Austin's been going, it probably won't be released till. February. <laughs> he claims he's doing it on Tuesday. So when you listen to this on Wednesday, what when of next week? Of next week. <laughs> You're doing Tuesday of next week. Anyway, let's just forget all that. All right, but Jack and I, we've got our list of some of the best Pacers moments of the decade, and we're gonna go. We're gonna knock these out. We haven't gone over this with each other yet. We That's came true. up with our own. So we're gonna decide together what the top five moments of the decade are. And if we miss any, then let us know because we might. I mean, it's it's tough to go through a whole decade and get every single best moment down. So, And these are the top five for sure. It's probably going to end up being the top five plus ten. <laughs> <Who knows>? Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get you at least five. Uh, so, Jack, why don't you go first? What is what is your top moment of the decade? Okay. So there's a ton of good moments. I mean, I think the top moment has to be making it to the Eastern Conference Finals back-to-back years. That is my number one moment of the decade. Strange that our number one moment is a two-year stretch. Yeah, that's funny that we <laughs> both have the same one. Um, I mean, that has to be it, like, because that was the best team that we've had over this past decade. Yeah. I don't think it was my favorite, my personal, I don't think it was my favorite moment, personally. But I think historically this has to be the best moment of the decade yeah historically speaking for sure um i don't i'm not sure if there's a better there's not there's definitely not a better two-year run in this decade right and we didn't come 
close to making the conference finals again. So I think that's without question. So 2013-2014, we lost to the Heat in the finals, or the Eastern Conference finals. That season, we had traded away Danny Granger for Evan Turner and your boy Lavoy Allen at the trade deadline. And I actually think that's what caught, cost us the finals, the Eastern Conference finals. I don't, I don't know how you feel about that, but I remember the day before, the week before, whatever it was, Lance Stevenson and Evan Turner got in that fist fight before the playoffs. Also, Roy Hibbert just had a mental breakdown before the playoffs, potentially because Paul George slept <laughs> with his girl. Allegedly. I just don't think we were as good that season. Yeah. We were still really good. Just we we had clearly taken a bit of a step back. So um yeah, like Paul George we, was a uh, year older though. They'd they they'd played together for another year. That's true. We had more wins that season, which I don't remember it being that way. Yeah. I guess. We were the number one seed. Yeah. I don't know. Just looking back on it, I felt less like we were going to win that year than I did the year before. Mm-hmm. I just That's how I remember it. I could be wrong. Well, it was that first playoff series against the Atlanta Hawks. They were the eighth seed. Mm-hmm. Roy Hibbert was putting up 0. 0, uh, 0 rebounds. He was the first all-star in, I think, like 50 years yeah. to not have a point or rebound or something, or to not have a point yeah. um, in a playoff game, which is insane. I mean, that tells you how bad of an all-star pick that was that year. But Well, it was good at the time. I mean, just down the stretch, he fell apart. Yeah, I think he was an all-star that year with like 10 points and seven rebounds on the season, though. Well, it was something crazy, but it was his defense is why he made the all-star team. And, right. I mean, he was on the best team in the East, too, so you got to put him there. But, yeah, uh, bad playoff series, that first series against the Hawks. And then we played the Pistons, or the Wizards, I mean. Yeah. And then we met the Heat, and we were just tired at that point. Yeah. So we used all of our resources, tried to beat the Hawks, which was an eight seed, and then working to beat the Wizards. And by the time we got to the Heat with LeBron and Dwayne Wade, they'd played four-game series and were just ready to beat us. I mean, they'd been training that whole season to beat us or ready. They knew mm-hmm. that they were going to meet the Pacers in the Eastern Conference Finals. So, But yeah. we're, we're focusing on all the wrong parts. Oh, this is our best moments. Getting, getting to the Eastern Conference Finals in back-to-back seasons was a huge accomplishment. Yes. Uh, Paul George was not Paul George at that time. He was still an up-and-comer. So him accomplishing that was huge. Also, just for the decade as a whole, we had the best win percentage at home in the Eastern Conference. Yes. Uh, We had one of the best win percentages for the decade overall in the NBA. It just is a great decade for the team, and getting to two Eastern Conference finals was the best we did, which is not great. Like, making a finals would have been huge, but just getting to -to back-to-back. That's an accomplishment, It's a big deal. Lots of teams don't ever get there. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for example, the Kings didn't even make the playoffs in this decade. Which is, it's crazy that, I mean, the the fact that our ownership and our general management, that they want to win every single year, whether, yeah. like, I mean, we, we've we've never tanked. Mm-hmm. I mean, we always compete and we always win. So, like, if you go to a game, there's a great chance we're going to win because we always have a good team. Yes. So, yeah, that's, you're right. That is, it has been a fun decade because of that. And um, so y- your first one and my first one was the Eastern Conference final appearances. Mm-hmm. Our yes. favorite moments took uh, place over two seasons. Right. But, okay, so I, another one that I have, I have um, Paul George and Oladipo both winning most improved players at different times, getting recognition. One. And then I also kept going with the awards there, and I said Oladipo first team all defense. Oh, good one. Once, or two seasons ago. Yeah. Was a great accomplishment and a great moment, too. Like that we got recognition and we had good enough players to make all NBA teams. Yes. Uh, my number two moment is the Paul George trade. Ooh. for what it meant for our franchise going forward. So at the time, everyone was kind of like, what's going on here? Are we getting fleeced? What's happening? But quickly, It did feel like we were getting fleeced. Quickly, we, we realized, oh, no, we have the foundation for a team for a while now. Yeah. So this is great. That turned into a huge moment, a turning point moment in the, in the decade for us, and it's still paying off dividends even now. Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that Sabonis could be an all-star this year probably will be an all-star this year. He better be an all-star this year. Currently... Taco Fall has more votes yeah. than him. Fan vote counts for too much. It's a third now? It's 50% for the starters. Oh, for the starters. And then 25% media, 25% player vote. But and I think it should be less because fans vote stupidly. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's always the big market players yeah, who are and fan favorites, like you, Alex Caruso. You get these guys who just vote for their team's starting lineups. 
Everybody go vote for our team's starting lineups. Yes, uh, I, I always, every day I'll vote for the Pacers starting lineup. And, or Edmund Sumner. I just vote for LeBron five times. Oh, I didn't even know you could do that. So <laughs> you did. hacked the system? I cheated, yeah. Oh, of, of course you did. Um, Sorry, I, I don't think you're a cheater. I just... Thank I, you. It sounded like I just assume you're always well, cheating. I called myself a cheater. <laughs> yeah, so Taco Fall, don't get me wrong. I'd love to see him in the All-Star game. I think that'd be so fun. I wouldn't. It'd be fun. He's played two minutes. I mean, my favorite game of last season, I'm a big IU fan in college basketball. Um, my favorite game was the UCF Duke game in the uh in March Madness when was, Taco Fall against Zion Williamson was happening. I loved that game because it was so fun to root for uh Taco Fall. Also the Hoosiers weren't fun to watch last year. <laughs> I watched that UCF Duke game. Some of you might remember this. Uh it was the day of when the Pacers destroyed the Nuggets by 40 and I was at the game and everyone went in every tons of people in the team store watching it on the one TV. No in there. way. It was really cool to watch that. Yeah, great ending. Um, I cannot believe the one guy. Why are we talking about this? doesn't matter. Taco Fall, if he was in the... Well, that was my third greatest moment. Oh, the Taco <laughs> Fall Zion Williamson <laughs> matchup? Just kidding. So, all right. So, my next one, I have Oladipo hitting the game winner against the Spurs in 2017. And when he, for the first time, did, when he did the This Is My City. Yes. Um, amazing. That's when we knew that Oladipo was legit. Mm-hmm. I actually, for my buzzer beater of the decade, have his buzzer beater against the Celtics. Oh, you don't have a Paul George one? No, strange, right? Yeah, crazy. Oh, wait, he wait never hit a buzzer beater or a clutch shot. Nothing. Anyway, now, sorry. I think we agree on this. Um, I think the Celtics one was a better buzzer beater. Yeah. I picked it based on that. But I think the Spurs one was a better moment. For yeah. Oladipo and the and the and the team, Definitely. but both both are really really good ones. Mm-hmm. And then the he hit the Bulls. He three. Also, yeah, he also had he banked it in. Yeah, straight on banking a bunch of them in a short period of time. Yeah, and uh, I expect that when he comes back. I do too, for sure. Because he's so clutch. So yeah, those that's funny. We both had Oladipo clutch basket moments, but they were different. All right, what's your next one, or what's another one that you have? So uh, my next one I have is a uh, best slam dunk of the decade. Ooh! Now, if you were if you were watching the Pacers seventy sixers game over holiday break, you would have heard the announcers talking about how Sabonis's slam over some scrub on the Sixers was the dunk of the decade, and I thought that was ridiculous. It was an amazing dunk because his dunk over Embiid on November seventh, twenty eighteen was the dunk of the decade. Yes, so good. I don't know if it was the dunk of the decade. Ooh. I don't I don't one. believe it is. Um first of all, I do want to add Lance Stevenson's the one who passed the ball to Demonis Sabonis who dunked it over. Or was it him? Was it was Lance Stevenson or Oladipo? I always get them confused. Right. What in the world? <laughs> I thought it was Lance Stevenson, but now I'm second guessing myself. But um I think there's so many good dunks. Miles Turner over Gordon Hayward might have been better really than the one? Joel Embiid one. I had a second and a third place here. Oh, you do? You want to hear me out? Okay, well, let me, you say yours, and I'll come up with my top three. All right, my, my second place, uh, 2014 Game 2 versus the Heat, and it is PG's dunk over Birdman. Okay, that's my first one. That's what yeah. I was getting to. <laughs> I cannot believe that's your second place one. I just thought you forgot about it. No, that I just I love that Sabonis. Going, it's, it's based on who they're dunking on. Dunking on Embiid is amazing because Embiid talks so much, so when you do that to him, it just feels really good. Okay, so for me... Moment-wise, when Paul George first dunked over Birdman, that dunk that he did in 2014, the announcers the announcers were saying um, Paul George is now a superstar. He is that's true elevated into superstardom. And I remember that that day thinking, man, we finally got a superstar, and mm-hmm. that was so hype. So I mean, yes, Sabonis had a great dunk over Embiid, and it's it's awesome to see Embiid get dunked on. Mm-hmm. But I I love that Paul George one, man. I'm with you. That's why it's second on mine. All right. I couldn't convince you to put it first. Nope. Man. <laughs> so we also can't forget Paul George's 360 windmill dunk True. that he did on the fast break. Yep. Um, and then Sabonis is the other night on, was it Norville Pell or whatever his name is? Yeah. On the 76ers. On the 76ers. That dunk was so good. Sabonis' reaction to that was awesome yeah, too. I agree. I just, I can't put that above the one over Embiid. There's, yeah. I just can't do it. All right. Or the one over PG. I, I mean, yeah. the one over PG's Birdman. over Birdman. Yeah, I, I can't put that over. He killed Birdman. 
He did. Send him back to the nest. Yes. Uh, my the third, man bird nest. My third one anyway. is a collection. I just. I you just <laughs> paved it over and kept going. Yeah, I didn't want that to, to happen. All right, your third one. Uh, it's Oladipo in the dunk contest. Pretty not, good. Not great. I just, the collection of dunks was amazing. You liked Oladipo in the dunk contest better than Glenn Robinson the third in the dunk contest? Glenn Robinson the third was really great in the dunk contest. Paul George was also pretty good. That was just an awful dunk contest. Yeah. That's when they had those new rules they were trying where you just like would run around with everybody else and do dunks back right. to back. Uh, Paul George's glow-in-the-dark dunk, though, very interesting. You never see stuff like that yeah. happen, so that was cool. But I got Oladipo overall performance in the dunk contest third. His dunks were so good. The thing that I didn't like about that was he was a sellout and put on the Black Panther mask for the movie Black Panther. He probably got paid so much money for that. Maybe. And I bet he could have won the dunk contest I if he I think he just loves dunk. Black Panther because he's... He's had that mask on other times. Yeah, but also Chadwick Boseman was in the front row and gave it to Oladipo. Well, he was just a huge star at the time. Well, the movie hadn't come out yet. But it was, was about to come out. He was still a huge star. At the you time. don't think you don't think Marvel came to Oladipo and said, "Hey, you got to do this dunk." I don't think that. Really? Really? Austin, what do you think? Because I say yes. Oh man, man. Well, I I just thought Oladipo could have won that contest if he didn't do that dunk because he missed I it a lot too. I feel no. like Marvel would have been like. Everyone that's watching this is going to see this movie anyway. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So we don't need to spend our advertising That's a good here. point. That's a good point. All right, yeah, dunk contest. Paul George was in the dunk contest. Glenn Robinson the third. They won back-to-back years, right? Did Paul George win? No. He didn't win. No. So. Well, that year they did the weird East versus West thing. The East won, but John Wall won dunk of the night. That's right. That's right. So technically he won. John Wall he... had the one where he put it behind his head, put it between his legs, and then did a reverse dunk. Yeah. That one was so cool. Mm-hmm. So, Glenn Robinson III is our best dunker of the decade? Mm-hmm. No, I think Paul George is. I, I think. Well, or Sabonis, right? Right. <laughs> of course, Sabonis. For a big man. Yeah. So, okay, here's another one that I have. Uh, last season when Oladipo went down, Bogdanovich and the Pacers made it to the playoffs as the fifth seed. Uh-huh. And Bogdanovich in game – oh, which game was it? Bogdanovich hit all these threes against the Cavs in the playoffs last season. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, man, the Pacers are legit. Like, we're so well-rounded. If Oladipo was on this team, how good could we be? And just seeing the team, like, make it that far and yeah. stay competing was awesome. I loved that. No, I'm with you for sure. That was that was a huge deal for this team to be able to do that without the star. But then to lose Bogdanovich in the offseason. Yeah. <laughs> and now... But now being able to see them do it again without their stars. Yeah, crazy. Like, just keep on rolling no matter what. It's well, great. Sabonis is a star. That's true. We do have a star player. Yeah. Because Bogdanovich sure. wasn't a star. Mm, no. No. He could have been. Maybe. He probably might. not. I don't think so. He's not Sabonis-level stardom. No, but if he if he kept doing what he was doing, like, he was he was great for us last year. Yeah. So if he'd been able to do that again this year, yeah. that would have been huge. His efficiency was really high, too. Yeah. Um, so that's all my potential ones. Do you have any more potential top moments? Uh, before I finish out my top moments, do you want to do uh, your worst moment? I have so many worst moments, so let's save let's, that for a minute. Oh, I don't want to finish on worst moments. I want to finish on great moments. Okay, well, then I'll let me pick one real quick. Um, I'm going to – my least favorite moment for sure was – Paul George demanding a trade and that whole saga that happened with Paul George asking out of Indiana, just ruining his time there. Just that whole season. And leaving. That whole, yeah, that whole season. I think that felt awful. I'm going to put it, a sl- I'm going to put slightly below that what felt awful was Paul George snapping his leg for Team USA. Oh, yeah. And then Oladipo rupturing his quad last season, too. Yep. Those are equal for me. Um, and in hindsight, we made some bad draft pick trades, True. and I think that's worth mentioning because we could have drafted Kawhi Leonard in 2011. Technically, we did. We technically did. Sent him to the Spurs, and we also technically drafted Karis LeVert in 2016 True. and traded him away too. So, True. yeah, I mean, that that's hard to think about because it's like, man, what could have been with those picks? Right. I mean, Karis LeVert's good. He's injury prone, so I don't think we lost too much on him. True. He's still so good. But Kawhi Leonard, man. My take with Kawhi is always this. 
Would he be the same player if he hadn't come through that Spurs system? Yeah, I don't know. Because he was not the same guy he is now in college. So, like, there's no way to know if, if, if it shakes out the same way. So I don't try and I try not to dwell on that. It's not a huge deal to me. Yeah. We got pulled and we got George Hill and he was great. And for he us. was great for us at that time. Yeah. So I agree with you. In hindsight, you know, it would have been nice to have Kawhi and Karis Levert, yeah. you know. <laughs> but yeah, my worst moment was Paul the Paul George saga coming to an end. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think for me I would put Paul George breaking his leg above that season. That season was more annoying than anything else to me. Yeah. It's just like, all right, let's can we get on with it and like play some games? You're, I guess you're playing basketball. Just play some basketball. Yeah, good point. The um, but when Paul George went down, that like shifted what the decade held for us. Pretty much, it it ultimately ended with the the trade. Here's how I would put it: I'd say Paul George asking for a trade is like that whole saga that happened. It's like twenty kids you're laying down on the ground, twenty kids riding bicycles over you, and then the Paul George snapping his legs like getting hit by a semi truck. So, yeah, it's a lot of pain, but less pain with bicycles. But the semi-truck's going to hurt a lot worse, you know. And in the same... <laughs> I'm not sure what you're saying, but I'll just agree with you. <laughs> well, I also don't agree with me. So, Austin, what do you say? I actually am going to have to agree to not agree with you. All right, so we all disagree with you. <laughs> in a way, yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, all right, let's 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 get off of worst moments. Yes. Done with worst moments. All right, we did some great moments. We've done our worst moments. Do you have a strangest moment? I do have some strange moments, which I also label miscellaneous moments, not miscellaneous. Right. We had this conversation with Jack earlier. It's miscellaneous. He was saying miscellaneous. I had no idea it was miscellaneous. I thought it was miscellaneous. I've always said it that way. Yeah. But, but it we, could be. We fixed it. We're growing. We're growing. As people, as podcasters, we're growing. All growing pod. So here's some moments I have before we finish our definitive top five list. Here's some miscellaneous slash strange moments I have. I have when Frank Vogel left. It was like, why is he leaving? Yeah. Do you remember? Like, not no one really knew exactly why he just kind of left. I I mean, it was probably that Larry Bird was asking him to leave because he liked Nate McMillan better. But well, I was, I was on board with it. I thought, I I felt like it was time for a change. Yeah. So I was on board with it. Yeah. So Vogel left. The David West and Larry Bird beef that happened after the Roy Hibbert stuff was weird. Yeah, that's a good one. That one was strange. Um, a funny one, Lance Stevenson, really anything he did, but I, I, I have him blowing in LeBron's ear was awesome. Yes. When Lance came back to Indy for the second time, that was amazing. Do you remember the time Oladipo was on the ground on his stomach laying there and he was shaking his head and it just became this meme Yeah. and you see it every so often. I liked that. That was funny. I love when Lance Stevenson was also laying on the ground acting like he had died and then just like hopped up. Well, no. Okay. Let me let me get let me uh, chime in here with okay. my my. I also have a Lance Stevenson list because oh, am I just taking all? I didn't even he, know you had a list. He okay, deserved, yeah. he deserved his own moment. Okay, uh, the Lance moments. Twenty fourteen game two against the Heat, same game as uh, that Paul George dunk over Birdman. Yes. Towards the end, Lance Stevenson tries to draw a charge on LeBron, which is very stupid. Is this it's where he's not, behind him? Huh? Is this where he was behind him? He was like sort of beside him, and like LeBron put his shoulder That's in him, right. and Stevenson went flying. Ref calls a charge, and Lance Stevenson falls asleep. <laughs> he just he's like he's like looking he's up. You can up. find this on YouTube. He's like looking up, and then all of a sudden he just like flops down <laughs> and goes to sleep. <laughs> Narcolepsy is nothing to joke about. That's true, but I don't think he has that. Oh, but, are you a, are you a doctor? Yeah. <laughs> then he, but then he gets right back up a few minutes later, and and the game goes on. I Amazing. don't know what he was thinking. The stupidest part of that was trying to draw draw a charge on LeBron at the end of a game. Like it's not gonna happen. Yeah, I was actually thinking of a different moment when he ha was in that same position, laying down, looking like he was asleep, and then just like jumped back up like nothing had happened, just trying to get a call. He's done that a couple times yeah, for the Pacers true. now. So yeah, those I didn't I didn't even think about it happening twice. Here's another one I had for Lance Stevenson, uh, April fourth, twenty seventeen. Um, Time is running out. Pacers are up by like 15. I have that. They in, inbound the ball to him, and he, he runs down for an uncontested layup yeah. and starts a fight. Three seconds left <laughs> against the Raptors. Uh, Lau uh, DeMar DeRozan and Serge Ibaka try to fight him, and he just walks over to the Pacers bench like nothing happened. Amazing. Um, you want to know what I noticed, too? Corey Joseph grabbed the ball uh -huh. and was inbounding it, but instead of inbounding it because there was a fight that started to happen, Corey Joseph chucked the ball at Lance Stevenson. When Joseph was on the Raptors. Huh. So he chucked it that way to try to hit him because yeah. he was mad too. And he ended up being a pacer and was 
in that second unit with Lance Stevenson. Also looked like he hated being in the second unit with Lance Stevenson his whole time. True. There. Yeah, for sure. So um, I also have the Hansbro and Birdman fight on mine. Well, hang on. I've I've got one more. Oh, you saw Lance, Lance Stevenson. Stuff? Yeah, okay, we'll more. come back to that. So my second Lance Stevenson, number two all, uh, for the decade, was when he blew in LeBron's ear. Great. My number one Lance Stevenson thing. That's not number one? No. Number one, 2013-2014, Lance Stevenson led the league in triple doubles. What? Yes. Oh, that's he, crazy. He had five. <laughs> no way. And that's another way the game has changed in the last few years. Lance Stevenson led the league in triple doubles with Dude, five. That's amazing. I had no idea. Unreal. I remember him being a triple double threat, like one of the first triple double threats that yeah, I remember. Yeah, in like 2013, 14, having five triple doubles in a season was amazing. Now like people no, just do it whenever they want. Yeah, no one had done that kind of thing in forever. And then, but now here we are, triple double every night, pretty much. Well, actually, the Pacers have yet to get a triple double this season. Triple double every night, pretty much. <laughs> Sabonis so was close the other night at 25 or 21, 9 and 9 or something. Yeah. So, okay, like I said, my last one was Hansbro and Birdman fighting, which I just thought that was great. I loved Hansbro on the team just because he was always ready to fight someone, which you would never expect just by looking at him. So, right. yeah, those are our strange moments. Now, Jeremy, we need to come up with our definitive top five moments of the decade list. So, we've given a lot of great well, choices. Hang on. I've got one more moment of the decade. Oh, shoot. Well, then Good just cut what I decade. just said. Okay, say, oh, you have one more good moment. Yeah, final good moment of the decade. Oh, okay. It's a block of the decade. Oh, can I guess? Uh, Well, I've got got a second place and a first place. Do you know what second place is? I'm going to guess Miles Turner against LeBron. That's right. Actually? February 1st, 2018. This is my second place. Oh, I was thinking his rookie year. No, 2016, sorry. It is his rookie year. Oh, okay. That monster block on LeBron. Yeah. That's my number two. Number one is game six of the 2013 first round. Hibbert destroys Mello at the rim. And got a contract out of it. He did. (laughs) And we ended the Knicks. That's true. In that playoff series. That's so true. I forgot about that. Just broke their spirit. Oh, man. (laughs) So good, dude. Um, That Miles Turner one was great. Yeah. I think I agree. The Roy Hibbert one was so good. That's probably Mm -hmm. my number one, too. Or Oladipo blocked, kind of blocked Giannis that one time. True. And Quinn Buckner flipped out with the smothered chicken references. Was talking about putting a little bit of gravy on it, too. Do you remember that? <laughs> I just remember losing it that game, thinking it was the funniest thing. Uh, Quinn Buckner needs to bring that back. He doesn't really do smothered chicken very much anymore. Well, maybe he, he's uh, not as high on Miles Turner anymore. I think Chris Denary asked him on that uh, Sabonis over Pell dunk. If that was a smothered chicken, he kind of like him hauled around it. And really? He doesn't really do it I wonder it if he much. got sued. wonder if someone's trademarked smothered chicken. I think Shaq did. Doesn't he say barbecue chicken? Pro- yeah, I think so. Shaq seems like the type to sue you. You think? Just over whatever. Uh, spokesperson for Papa John's now. Yeah, Papa Shaq's. Papa Shaq's. Shaq That'd John's. be good. That would be really good. Oh, Shaka John. Shaka John. Shaka John. Shaka John. I don't like it. Jeremy likes it. I don't like it. Um, Austin, what do you think? <laughs> I think in order to make a decision, I'm going to need about 40 pizzas and about 30 days to decide. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 40 Papa John's pizzas and 40 Shaka John pizzas? Are they different? They'll, Papa John believes they're different. So you'll probably need to eat 40 of each to decide. That's fine. I'll probably need 60 days then. You know how wet John Schnatter always looks now because he just eats grease anymore? Well, it's because he rolls around in olive oil. <laughs> he must. Can you imagine if he ate 80 pizzas in 30 days, how wet he would look? I don't want to imagine. All right, that's enough of that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) So number one, I think for sure, is the back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I agree. That's clearly number one. Okay. Number two. I have the Paul George trade. I agree. I think just what it meant for us going forward, it was a huge deal. That's number two for me. It was our era changed just like that. And we didn't even skip a, skip a beat. Also, those are like the two big storyline, like meaningful things for the franchise yeah. that happened this decade. Not Lance Stevenson blowing in LeBron's ear. Uh, that's close. It's up there. <laughs> um, no, it's not. That's fair. It was fun though. <laughs> it was fun when it happened. Um, oops, bumped that. Number three. What do you have? Number three. Is that? Maybe Oladipo doing This Is My City? Yeah, I think 
his just his string of buzzer beaters. Yeah, I like o- Oladipo. Oladipo buzzer beaters, especially the My City one. Yeah, what it meant for the team and for him. Yeah, so Boston, Chicago, and San Antonio. Those yes. that string of go ahead game winner slash buzzer beaters. Yeah, for sure. And when he would do this in My City. Yeah, amazing. Love to see. I love to see players owning Indianapolis that way and. The fact that Solo Depot just makes it so much better. Right, like owning in a good way, though. Yeah, not yeah. like Giannis coming and owning. The yes, Pacers. that's true. Good point. Or um, Andre Drummond owning the Pacers. Right, the best player in the NBA. No, no, no. Maybe <laughs> they're looking to trade him. Do you think the Pacers could get him? Do you think the Pacers should get him? I don't know. I haven't seen a photoshopped image of him in a Pacers uniform. I might. So I might. That Carl Anthony Towns one was fun. That it, would that'd be a good. It one. It creeps me out a little bit. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It's, I don't know why it just does. Well, the um the jersey's a little high, and it was a different angle. I picked the wrong jersey ah. to put him in because his neck's not as long as Thad Young's neck, so it just it looks like the jersey's way too up. Yeah, it, it looks strange. Yeah, definitely. It's hard to find equal neck lengths when photoshopping that, and also someone who has similar builds. Of course. Yes. So, what's your fourth <laughs> moment of the decade? <laughs> Overall, fourth moment. Overall, fourth moment was the or was Oladipo making the first team All Defense and also getting Most Improved Player that season. Us having a superstar that was recognized, yeah, I agree, and being that. back that that's tough to actually say that's fourth, but I think that the value well, that that brought to our team was huge. Yeah, that's and validation to validation. <laughs> Validation. <laughs> Validation. I think a superstar like Oladipo getting recognized in Indy and the validation that brought to our team and to him was huge for Indy and for the fans too. So that's that's for sure in my top five. I'd probably put it at four. I think that's what I yeah, decided. Do you I think agree? It'd be at four. Yeah. Yeah. That that might be a bit be ahead of the buzzer beaters, just for what it means for the team as a whole. Yeah, maybe. I mean moment wise. I for sure would love to relive the buzzer beaters. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Oladipo led the league in steals that season, too, the time he made first-team all-defense. Do you know the other guard he made it with? Nope. You have no guesses? No guesses. You have a guess? No? No guesses? No guesses. All right. Drew Holiday. Oh. Was also the first-team all-defense guard. Don't do it. What are the chances? All right, the fifth, the fifth <laughs> consensus fifth moment of the decade what do we got here? Five. We we this is our fifth one. We it may be Bogdanovich leading the Pacers to the playoffs last season as the fifth seed against the Cavs, mm-hmm. which we outscored him by forty four, but we lost the series. Right. I think the way it ended probably rules that out. Yeah. So I agree. I don't think that's a top five moment of the decade. But Jeremy, what what do you think we should put in fifth place? I would I would put all the single moments that we have. I think that's what I would go with. Okay. Uh, the like plays. Yeah, the Hibbert block on Mello. Oh, good. Uh, well, just combine all of them. The, the Hibbert or the Miles block, any of the dunks, like buzzer beaters, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think there was all the, a combination of those great moments that we remember and like to relive. That's the fifth. For sure. I think that's, I think that's a good way to end the top five list, too. Yeah. Because none we, of those are there by themselves. Yeah, they can't be there by themselves. But those are in the collective memories of all the Pacers. Yeah, so there's our top five list. Um I love it. It's been a good decade. I'd l- I would have loved to see a championship in 2013 or 2014. Oh, yeah. We were close. But oh, you know, it could be the oh. fifth one uh, when LeBron goaltended Oladipo. Jeez, man. Jeez. <laughs> Can you believe that? Oh, my gosh. What? If we didn't even mention that in terrible moments. I forgot all about That's- that. I try to block it out. We must have blocked That's, it out. That is one of the most terrible moments. Jeez, man. <laughs> I cannot believe that didn't go, get called. There was one playoff series, too, or one game, when Jan Mahimi got shoved in the back by the Wizards. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who it was exactly who shoved him. And it was a no call, and we lost the game. Yeah. We get that a lot. Yes, we do. All right, but here's our top five. Five. All the individual moments that we love to relive together as fans. Very heartwarming. Blah, blah, blah. Hibbert Block, Paul George Dunk, Oladipo dunk whatever number four number four we have oladipo making first team all defense and winning most improved player that season bringing some superstardom and some recognition to indianapolis three 
Number three, we have Oladipo hitting a buzzer beater against the Spurs and doing my city for the first time. Ooh, that just gave me chills. Taking ownership of the team and the city. Yes. Number two. Number two, we have the Paul George trade. And the reason that's a great thing because it was it was a sad era as a Pacers fan for everyone who was rooting for the Pacers because Paul George wanted out so bad. But what we got out of that, we got Oladipo who instantly came in and was a superstar, and we got Sabonis who's becoming a star right now. So the trade that we made for Oladipo and Demonis Sabonis is number two. And Jeremy, what's our number one? Number one, back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals appearances in 2013 and 2014. Huge moments for the franchise. and Huge. Didn't end the way we wanted them to, but still just a a great accomplishment for the team and for the city. Yeah. So that's our definitive list. If you guys have anything you'd like to tweak, let us know on Instagram, Twitter, or you can email us too, but I don't know if you guys are going to email us. (laughs) But yeah, for sure, Instagram or Twitter. We'd love to talk with you more about this. We also have some shirts, some stickers. Um, some merchandise coming out soon so keep your eye out once we get to 2,000 followers on Instagram which we're we are very close to we're going to be doing a giveaway so make sure you keep your eye out for that and we're thankful for all you guys who are listening we wouldn't keep doing this unless we had some great fans and followers and um, people who just root for the Pacers like we do so keep it up let your friends know let your family know let them know they need to be a part of this community and for Austin and Jeremy I'm Jack Peace out. See ya. It's all about team basketball. It's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent.